Bringing hope to many around the globe. Transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobiel. And now, today's word. The seed talent that God gives you. The first thing you would note about the seed talent is that it is inborn. It is part of your nature. It is inborn. It is something that is packaged into your genetic makeup. It is wired into your system. My abilities are mine. Your abilities are yours. You were born with them. It's inside you. It's not outside you, it's inside you. Inborn. That's your seed talent. It's inborn. When God conceived the idea of bringing you to the world, he also conceived the strengths he needs to package inside you before you will come. I've cited this example many times about the blind boy who was born physically not very well formed with all kinds of limitation, limb movements. He was part of a twin. According to the doctors, the twin, the other twin sucked up all the nutrients, left this one malnourished right from the mother's womb, born just about two pounds or less than two pounds blind, limited, you the kind of persons you call physically challenged, mentally challenged, couldn't go to school, couldn't learn. This boy, music teacher comes to teach his other so-called normal brothers how to play music. They struggle with the music. One day the music teacher comes, plays a tune, the family retires out to some other place in the house and this boy finds his way gropes his way to the piano begins to hammer on the piano keys sporadically without any rhythm within about 15-20 minutes he starts to play a recognizable tune which was the tune that the teacher was teaching and he begins to play and he begins to play melodiously the whole family comes to gather around him this child who was considered no talent no gift, no ability, no capacity, no potential, mentally challenged, physically deformed. The kind of people that we put into an institution and lock them up. We think they are an embarrassment to our family. This child begins to play music that his so-called normal brothers could not play. He started to play every sound, every recording, playing Beethoven, Tchaikovsky, Mozart, the masters playing them flawlessly and after he had played all the musical compositions he started composing his own music where did that ability come from it is inborn the seed may not look nice it may look twisted but it's got potential inside it never ever judge a person by his physical formation and never discount anybody because of how malformed they are. Because you know, as Samuel said to the house of Jesse, after David was, was chosen, he says, man looks at the outward. That's where we always meet it. But God looks at the potential 
within. There is a young boy I know in this city. I knew this guy when he, almost when he was born. He begs on the streets of Accra. He has one arm off. And I knew him when his mother started begging with him. He was a baby. Last time I saw him, somewhere around the 37 roundabout, he's still begging. He's somewhere in his 20s. I've watched this guy beg all his life. You know why? Because somebody looked at one arm that was not there and determined that's the end of your life. Potential is not limited to one arm. It's not limited to one eye. That's why there's a Stevie Wonder who cannot see but can create music that people who see cannot create. That's why there are people who are able to do things with no legs. Potential is not limited to your legs, to your arms, to your eyes, to your teeth, to your hearing. It's limited to the seed within you. And when the seed of God is within you, he commands you to be fruitful. You will be fruitful if you don't devalue your seed. The seed is inborn. Everybody say, it's inside me. Say, it's inside me. Say, I have something inside me. It's mine. The seed must be sown. It must not be eaten. The bread eat, but don't abandon your seed. Secondly, seed is instinctive. It's inborn. It's instinctive. It is untaught ability. School is great. You learn great things in school. But the seed God gives you, you don't learn. It's untaught ability. You, you do it. It's a flow. It doesn't mean you don't go to school. You can go to school and polish it, sharpen it, make it better. Learn more about how to add knowledge to the instinct. But a seed is not just inborn, it is instinctive. Instinctive. It just comes. You find yourself doing it. And people ask, what kind of school did you go to? I don't know. How are you able to do that? I don't know. When you work with your seed, you always bamboozle people. Third, the seed is intuitive. When you operate with a seed, you have intuitive knowledge that is unusual understanding. Intuitive. You do some things, it looks as if you've thought them over for a very long time, but you just did them. People may spend hours trying to master that, but you just do it. I remember years ago, I heard a brilliant man describe, brilliant doctor, one of the best in the world, Dr. Ben Carson, who was one of the first to successfully conduct the separation of Siamese twins at the head because he's a pediatric neurosurgeon. At the age of 33, this guy was doing wonders just met him once in my life I was going to do a TV broadcast a TV program in the US and whilst I was waiting in the green room he was on the show and after him I was supposed to go so I heard him talking about his story and how he came up and uh, he came from abject poverty single mother American family african-american abject poverty mother was barely educated and he said the mother was so strong on training them. The mother told them, and he and his brother, when you, uh, every week you have to read a book and summarize the book for me to approve of. 
And he says they were so scared of their mother, they would go to the library and read a book and summarize it for their mother. It was when he grew up that he realized the mother couldn't read. But she, she would look at it and say, no, that's not good. Go and do a better one. And, and, and somehow, they, because they were afraid of her, they, they, they went out. He says when the mother started doing that, he moved from the end of the class to the first of the class. But that was not it. Then he discovered he was good in so many things, he became a surgeon, pediatric surgeon. But what he said that really got me. He said many times, not many times, but there, there will be times when he'll be conducting a surgery. And neurosurgery is one of those very delicate fields. I mean, before you do a surgery, you do all the things, you do the tests, you do the, all kinds of uh, scans, and you get all the kind of imagery, to, so you get in there knowing what to do. But he says, invariably, sometimes you get in there and you encounter something you didn't see. And he said this, and I will always remember, he said, there have been times when I'm conducting a surgery. I've opened somebody's brain, I'm trying to work, and I encounter a problem that none of the readings showed me that it would be there. And this is what he says. He says, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, new knowledge will come into my mind. And just on the spur of the moment, I will have clear understanding about how to solve that problem. And he says, almost always is successful. What is that? It's called intuitive knowledge. Why? Because the seed in you is not just inborn, it's not just instinctive, it is intuitive. On the spur of the moment, you create knowledge. You find things, you, you are able to act, and people would think you spent hours researching, but it just came to you. Why? Because the seed inside you speaks to you. You become creative. That is why in life you have to be careful. You choose a profession that is in line with your seed. Not with your learning. Not with education. Not with your grades. But with the ability that God has given to you. Because if you open somebody's brain. And all you know is what the lecturers and professors taught you. And nothing is coming from inside. That person is in serious trouble. You can reconnect him and he's beginning to walk on his head. So my head just hit a stone because you've reconnected the wrong wires. When people operate with their seed, they become creative. That is what makes people perform extraordinary. It's not that they are extraordinary. It simply means they are operating at an area they have been wired to operate in. So new things are coming out of them. Whereas some people, they can't, until you give them instructions, they can't act. Until you tell them do this, they can never do it. Because they can only act on external forces. But people who act on the seed within, they act on internal information. They can generate new ideas. That's why you find yourself that in some areas of your life, it seems as if when you are doing those things, new ideas just pop into your head. Whereas in some areas, nothing. You don't get one fresh idea. And when your qualification in life it's not based on your inborn seed to be fruitful with, but just acquired knowledge. You become a stooge. People think you are stupid because everything you do, somebody must give you instruction. They must push you, do this. Why are you not doing it? Ah, no, I couldn't think about it. You don't have any ability in that area. But there is an area where you can flow in and always be the best. Always be above. Flow in that area. When God said to Adam, be fruitful 
He was speaking to all of us. I have put seed in you. Find it. Use it. And when you use it, nobody can devalue you. You will be fruitful. First mandate. Fourth, the seed is inventive. I've alluded to it already. It creates things. It makes things happen. It's creative. It's intuitive. I mean, when you see people operating at that level, it's just beautiful. When you see somebody operating with his strength, I mean, it's incontrovertible. You just see the person getting results almost with little effort. And you see another person sweating, 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 sweating. No results. Another person using little effort, getting results. You can be in a class. You find somebody who struggles with a subject. Maybe history. He works mathematics so well, but can't just get historical facts right. And you say, why, why, why? You can do the math. Why can't you do history? We are wired differently. And somebody who can do history can do mathematics. Rudimentary mathematics. And if you are not careful, you will say the person is stupid. He's unintelligent. He's not bright. That's how sometimes mothers consign their children to you are not bright. Albert Einstein considered one of the greatest brains in a very long time, probably the last hundred years, was told by his teachers, there is no hope for him. No hope for him. And yet he came and gave us the theory of relativity, which I don't understand, but I know he did. Is a seed. Within every fruit, there is a seed. When you were conceived, day one, not when you were born, when you were conceived and you were one cell somewhere in your mother's system trying to find a place to lodge yourself on the womb, at that time, your gifts, your abilities were wired into you. And you may have been born in the wrong family. You may have been born in the wrong place. You may have been born with physical challenges. You may have been born poor, but that seed was never compromised. That is why God can look at you and say, be fruitful. When God says be fruitful, does he mean blind people too? Yes. Does he mean that boy with one arm? Yes. Does he mean those children at the uh, school for mentally challenged? Yes. Does it mean people at the Ekropon school for blind? Yes. Does it mean those who are at this deaf school? Yes. Does it mean those who were born crippled? Yes. Does it mean Siamese twins who are sharing one stomach? Yes. Because the structure of your body does not eliminate the potential of your seed. That's why God can demand from every human being, be fruitful. Be fruitful. Produce something. Be productive. Don't ever live your life on the mercy of people. Live your life on the productivity of your seed. 
Don't be a beggar for resources for people to help you. Can you help me out? I need some 2,000. Oh, this day is not even 2,000. I need some two cities. Charlie, can you fix me some five? Some fiver. What kind of life is that? Let me end with this. The cycle of life. Fundamental to life and its sustenance is the seed principle. And I hope I've tried, I've been able to make it clear to you to a measure. It is the driving force that brings things into being. Everything starts with the seed. You have to appreciate it. You don't despise it. You take hold of it. You understand the seed. You believe in it and you use it. But the seed by itself is of no use. So it must be sold. That means you must invest into it. You must sacrifice for it. You must engage it. You must commit to a process. A seed requires good environment. That's your choice. Good ground. You have to look for it. If you value your seed, make sure you find a good environment for it. It requires diligence, long-term commitment. The sowing process is always a difficult process. But out of the sowing, you get a tree. When the tree comes, you must nurture the tree. You must protect the tree. The tree is not a fruit. It is a manifestation of the seed's potential, but it is not a full manifestation. It only comes to show you that what you have been working for is not in vain. The tree represents activity. It represents effort. However, the tree does not represent results. There is a difference between effort and results. You, you saw there will be manifestation that your efforts are working, but you don't stop at effort. You have to wait till it produces fruit. The fruit is the result you were looking for. Many people have ideas that are at the tree level, not at the fruit level. You have sown your ideas, you are working on it, the tree has come, your effort is beginning to manifest, but you are not seeing results. Don't cut down the tree because there is no fruit. You have to keep working on the tree and then results begin to follow on that tree, the fruits. Then within the fruits, you eat part of it, you share part of it, you exchange part of it, but you keep the seed and then you plant again. Then becomes a tree, then becomes a fruit, then becomes a seed, then you plant again, then becomes a tree, then becomes a fruit, then becomes seed again. It's a cycle. You don't stop the process. Within every idea that has produced results for you, there are new ideas that can produce further results for you. And that will lead me to the second imperative, multiply. Because you see, until you are fruitful, you cannot multiply. You only multiply the fruit. You don't multiply A. You must have something to multiply. And next week, I'm going to talk about the principle of multiplication. Some are fruitful, but they don't multiply. You have to learn to be fruitful and multiply. There are two different concepts. And then we'll talk about how to fill the earth with the fruit you have multiplied. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebe, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter 